Season 6, episode 14, and today's topic is Two young black lawmakers were expelled by the Tennessee legislative body You will know shortly what type of wine I am drinking, so ladies and gents Let's get this party started Let's go! Ladies and once again, this is about Casanova from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 6, Episode 14. Once again, today's topic is two young black men lawmakers were expelled by the Tennessee legislative body. And ladies and gentlemen, today is Saturday, April the 8th, 2023, and the weather here in Orlando will be with a mix of clouds and sun. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible later today. Highs of 90, 90 degrees, lows of 69. And ladies and gentlemen, before I jump around the topic, I gotta talk about the wine of the day here at Casanova. But first of all, I'd like to apologize for my voice. I ended up getting a, uh, catching a cold this week. I'm gonna try to get rid of these shenanigans, but that's why you cannot hear me. I mean, I, you can, you're gonna hear my voice like funny like that. So I apologize in advance, but it is what it is. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a wine from Bloomington, Indiana. And for this wine, the Oliver Winery is a sweet red wine. And according to the label on the back, it says that uh, sweet red wine, refreshingly real, velvety, smooth, and softly sweet grape taste with a juicy fruit finish. Experience the perfect sidekick for a casual night in with everything from burgers and barbecue to chocolate cake. Alcohol percent of this wine ladies, is 11%. Once again, this is from the wine on Oliver Winery from Bloomington, Indiana. So first time we have this wine, so let's see what this wine is all about. Unfortunately, by the because it's cold, I cannot smell anything. <laughs> but I can see how my taste go. All right, ladies and gents. This wine uh, for those ladies and gents that love sweet wine. If you're into sweet wine, you're gonna love this Oliver sweet red wine. Personally, it's just too sweet for me, but I'll give a uh, eight as far as this wine is concerned. It tastes good. It just like I say to me, it's just too sweet. But once again, if you're about that life, the love sweet wine, it's even sweeter than Moscato. So you're going to enjoy this Oliver Winery Sweet Red. So ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right on the topic right here. 
I don't know if you heard on the news, watch on the news or not, but two young black, black men wound up being spelled by the major, the major Republican from the Tennessee legislature because they stood up with the protesters, peaceful protesters against the gun violence in Tennessee. And the lawmakers did not like it, the Republicans did not like it, and they rushed now to the process. There was no investigation, no, no, they just decided straight to the vote. And it simply is ridiculous, ladies and simply ridiculous. So I want you to hear all the details. I want you to listen to the report from Dr. Rashad Ritchie from his channel, The Indisputable. You can also watch that video if you go to my YouTube channel, Good Wine Great Labs, and under the description for today's episode, you will see the link of the two videos that I played on today's episode. So let's stop the background music. So you can listen to everything. Here we go. For a full mass. Let's do that first, okay? Three Democratic lawmakers protest gun laws in the state of Tennessee. Two Democratic lawmakers get expelled, lose their job. They're gone. Which ones do you think out of the three you're saying got expelled from the Tennessee House? You guessed it right. Let me give you the background to this. In an update, Tennessee Republican, they did vote to expel two duly elected black members from their post for leading a legal, legal peaceful protest against gun violence. Here's Tennessee lawmaker Justin Jones and also lawmaker Justin Pearson speaking before the vote to expel them. Here it is. So today we are brought to here where members are responding in the most extreme measure, not because of what we did, but because by breaking the quorum, we broke the glass of your false power for the world to see. We broke the glass of this chamber that someone called sacred. One of the members on the other side of the aisle was in tears and said, I've never seen such a breach of this sacred chamber. And I thought to myself, that representative has obviously never read history. Because is it in this chamber, if you walk around this Capitol, you'll see bullet holes when representatives got into conflict. You'll see duels take place on this house floor debating whether people like me should be treated like equal citizens under law. This is not a temple. This is a place where we're supposed to wrestle for our democracy and wrestle ideas and give voice to 78,000 constituents each of us represents. But for so long, this body drunk with power has modeled for the world what we know as nothing less than authoritarianism. And you are seeking to expel District 86's representation from this house in a country that was built on a protest. In a country that was built on a protest. You who celebrate July 4th, 1776, pop fireworks and eat hot dogs. You say to protest is wrong because you spoke out of turn, because you spoke up for people who are marginalized. 
You spoke up for children who won't ever be able to speak again. You spoke up for parents who don't want to live in fear. You spoke up for, for, for Larry Thorne who was murdered by gun violence. You spoke up for people that we don't want to care about. Now, they took the vote. They decided to expel two black members of their house. Here's Representative Justin Pearson after the vote. No of this device can. We will never shirk back from civil disobedience. Civil disobedience is what built this country. Resisting the status quo built the United States of America into the institution that it is. And it's my ancestors' resistance that got me here. And so I will not forget them or forget the struggles of people, especially children who march, children who are beaten by dogs, children who are beaten. If I got to get expelled, I'll take that. Why do you think that you and Justin Jones were expelled, but Gloria Johnson was not expelled? You cannot ignore the racial dynamic of what happened today. Two young black lawmakers get expelled and the one white woman does not. That's a statement in and of itself. That is the spark. You see, when there's extreme bigotry, when evil has decided to rise, again, there's always an energy that rises with it, stronger than that evil, to combat the forces of darkness. Dr. King was involved in leadership for the civil rights movement because of the darkness he saw in the state of Georgia, in Alabama, in Mississippi, and other places. It caused him to wake up. It caused others to wake up. It causes us to wake up. Now, they want to pass anti-woke legislation because they want you to remain asleep. They want you to not pay attention. They want you to think these things are just silos and not actually connected to an expression of our entire nation. It was Dr. King who said in a later interview that America was more racist than he ever believed. He basically said his hopes were wrong. It's going to take more work than he thought. He said this during an NBC interview. Let's put up the pictures again. Give you some background to this. Gloria Johnson was the lone white woman that Representative Pearson was referring to while he and Justin Jones, Justin Pearson expelled. Remember, they, the black Lawmakers get expelled. The white lawmaker, Representative Johnson, excuse me, Johnson, she stays. The reason is because all of this comes down to colleagues, I use that term loosely, voting. There's more. The Republican-led vote to expel Pearson and Jones came in the wake of anger from many Tennesseans over the legislature's refusal to consider any new gun control reforms following a mass shooting at the Covenant School. A Nashville school left six people, including three children, dead. The assailant, assailant, a former Covenant student, was killed by the police, used an AR-15 assault rifle, a powerful semi-automatic weapon that has been used in multiple deadly mass shootings and which many argue should be banned. That shooting 
framed an angry protest at the Capitol, which Jones and Pearson joined. They were upset and emotional. They did not commit violence or domestic terrorism as Trump supporters. Republicans argued that their participation, their mere participation, violated the legislature's rules, an office policy, not a law. An office policy was violated. Using that as a rationale to call the vote to expel them, along with a third Democrat, Gloria Johnson, who was not expelled, she survived her vote. Now, let me say this. The reason she survived her vote and they did not is because it's not simply about the ideology difference. If this was all about ideological differences and nothing more, all three of them would have received the exact same treatment. This is about young, black, dynamic, unapologetic leadership saying we will represent our people regardless of a job or not. They said you can take this state rep job, shove it up your ass as far as we're concerned if we're not going to be able to effectively represent the people who elected us. Now, they didn't simply disenfranchise the two elected officials. They disenfranchised the 78,000 each of them actually represent. Each of them were elected through the democratic process, a legal election. No issues about them being the victors in their campaign. They did not try to manipulate the outcome of their election. They did not call on others to commit violence. They simply participated in a legally protected constitutional right. Now, all of a sudden, they're out of a job. Here's the thing. This is about putting black people, in particular black men, in their place. And how the vote came out. They wanted you to be sure of their actual intent by only firing or expelling the two black men and keeping the white woman who participated in the same action. There's more. As a result, Justin J. Pearson and Justin Jones are no longer members of the Tennessee House of Representatives after the Republican supermajority in the state legislature's lower chamber voted to oust both men tried to kick out a third following a loud protest at the state's capital in Nashville on Tuesday. Both men are Democrats and both have been elected by constituents in heavily black districts. As of Thursday evening, the Tennessee General Assembly's webpages for each district listed the seats as vacant and photos of both former legislators have now been removed. Pearson had represented Tennessee's 52nd district, which stretches from Nashville's southeast corner and into his suburbs, and it includes Nashville International Airport. Jones' 86th district stretches north to south on the west side of Shelby County, including parts of Memphis. The 86th district's residents are 61.1% African-American. What are we doing? We're losing grip on democracy, but the reality is democracy has been slipping for many years. This nation never embraced true democracy. It was not founded on democracy. It was founded on principles created by oligarchs, powerful white men that own things. They were to benefit from the rule of law, the constitution, statutory code, not black people, not women, not historically marginalized community. They wanted a system that only governed fairly and gave benefit to white men 
who had status, influence, and property. What are we today? We are a mere reflection of the DNA that created this nation. Now, can this nation be more? Of course it can. Can we move and journey toward a more perfect union? Yes. Can we actually become a democracy one day? Of course, because systems come down to people and people have the ability to not only transform, but be transferred. All right, Mr. Mayor, thoughts here. I think this is a this is a tragic situation. What we see, though, is in a state where a couple months ago, or actually last month, these Republicans didn't have the same energy of trying to expel one of their colleagues who was calling for black bodies to be lynched again. That's right. Making it a law, codify this as a form of uh, execution, and smiled about it with a sick smirk on his face when he was when they, right presenting right after a black uh, legislator spoke. This is disgusting nature where we're reminded that to be black in America is to have no law that a white man is obligated to respect. This is why these two brothers got expelled and this white woman didn't. She was rebelling against white people and white people are allowed to yell against white people. But black people have to have the audacity to stand up is to be uppity and to be uppity is to be deadly to the system, the status quo. So these brothers calling in, calling in the status quo uh, has got them kicked out of the legislature. But it also on um, this is this level of sacrifice is going to be required to challenge this level of racism if we are to address it. So I'm proud of these these two young brothers and also it seems that they both have bright futures ahead of them. Very well said. You're looking at the blueprint and you know this, Mr. Mayor, they're giving you the blueprint. They're telling you don't you, you cannot work with everybody. And sometimes you have to suspend your willingness to be diplomatic and simply say out loud what needs to be said. And that's exactly what these men did. We will follow this and continue to bring you the developments as they come. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to take a break. I'm going straight to the block, straight to the second video right now. I was having some te technical difficulties earlier. So right now we're going straight to the second video. This is from the Democracy Now!, the title of the Video is a public lynching. Justin Jones, black Tennessee lawmaker, responds to expulsion from state house. Here we go. We begin today's show in Tennessee, where a Republican supermajority in the state legislature carried out its threat Thursday to expel two black Democratic lawmakers from their seats for peacefully protesting gun violence on the House floor last week, breaking with decorum as thousands rallied outside the Capitol to demand gun control days after the Covenant Elementary School shooting in Nashville that killed six, including three nine-year-olds. Justin Jones of Nashville and Justin Pearson of Memphis are both African-American and from Tennessee's two largest cities. They were part of the Tennessee Three, but the vote to expel their white colleague, Gloria Johnson, who joined them in solidarity, narrowly failed. In a minute, we'll speak with Jones. But first, we bring you some of the historic scenes that unfolded as Justin Jones and his colleagues defended themselves and supporters looked on from a packed gallery but stayed quiet so they could witness the proceedings. This is Representative Jones facing questioning from his Republican colleague and laying out his defense. I was shocked to have the Speaker of the House condemn mothers and children and grandmothers and parents and concerned citizens clergy lie on them and say that they were violent insurrectionists. And I think that he owes the people of Tennessee an apology because at no point was there violence. 
at no point did we encourage violence. In fact, what we were doing was calling for the end of gun violence that is terrorizing our children day after day after day, and all we offer are moments of silence. It is in that spirit of speaking for my constituents, of being a representative of the people, that I approached this well on last Thursday. Breaking a house rule, but exercising moral obedience to my constitutional responsibility to be a voice for my people, to be a voice for the Tennesseans who you choose not to listen to because of those NRA checks that are so hefty in your campaign funds. There comes a time where people get sick and tired of being sick and tired. One of the questions that keeps coming back to my mind that I hope maybe you can answer is when you say no action, no peace, what do you mean? What does Representative Jones mean by no peace? Thank you. Representative Jones. Thank you. Um, I would invite my colleague from Putnam County to join any protest where that is a very familiar chance that usually goes no justice, no peace. And I believe the roots of it are, are lie in something that Martin Luther King stated, that true peace is not merely the absence of tension, but it is the presence of justice. That's what I was saying, is that until we act, there will be no peace in our communities. In addition, I would like to read some context about that chance that comes from Jeremiah 6.14. I'll read the New Living translation. It says, they offer superficial treatments for my people's mortal wound. They give assurances of peace where there is no peace. I'll go to the New International Version. They dress the wound of my people as though it was not serious. Peace, 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 they say, where there is no peace. That's what the chant means, is that we have no peace, and that until we act, there will be no peace for the thousands of children who came here demanding that we act, who are afraid that if they're in school, they will be gunned down because you have passed laws to make it easier to get a gun than it is to get health care in this state. You pass laws that make it easier to get a gun than it is to vote in this state. And so that there will be no peace in Tennessee until we act on this proliferation of weapons of war in our community. That is the peace I was talking about. That is what I was saying. Representative Williams, thank you for your question. After his questioning by Republican Ryan Williams, Tennessee Republican lawmakers gave Representative Justin Jones five minutes before their vote. This is how he concluded. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. To my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, I want to say that um, you have the power, you, you have the votes to do what you're going to do today. But I want to let you know that I, when I came to this well, I was fighting for your children and grandchildren too. But to those who here will cast a vote for expulsion, I was fighting for your children too to live free from the terror of school shootings and mass shootings. When I walked up to this well on last Thursday, I was thinking about the thousands of students who were outside demanding that we do something. In fact, many of their signs said, do something, do something, do something. 
That was their only ask of us, is to respond to their grief, to respond to a traumatized community. But in response to that, the first action of this body is to expel members for calling for common sense gun legislation. We were calling for a ban of assault weapons and the response of this body is to assault democracy. This is a historic day for Tennessee, but it is it may mark a very dark day for Tennessee because it will signal to the nation that there is no democracy in this state. It will signal to the nation that if it can happen here in Tennessee, it's coming to your state next. And that is why the nation is watching us, what we do here. My prayer to you is that even if you expel me, that you still act to address the crisis of mass shootings. Because if I'm expelled from here, I'll be back out there with the people every week demanding that you act. I pray that we uphold our oath on this floor. Because, colleagues, the world is watching. Pursuant to Article 2, Section 12 of the Constitution of the State of Tennessee, I hereby declare Representative Justin Jones of the 57th Representative District expelled from the House of Representatives of the 113th Assembly of the State of Tennessee. That was Speaker Cameron Sexton announcing the expulsion of Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones from the State House Thursday in a party-line vote. Republicans also voted to expel his fellow freshman, another 27-year-old Black Democratic Representative Justin Pearson, who also faced questions as he defended himself. This is part of Representative Pearson's exchange with Republican Representative Andrew Farmer. That's why you're standing there, because of that temper tantrum that day, for that yearning to have attention. That's what you wanted. But you're getting it now. So I just advise you, if you want to conduct business in this house, file a bill. Be recognized, stand there and present it, and pass it. All you got to do is pass a bill. Representative Pearson. Now, you all heard that. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? We're not talking about politics. We're not talking about even gun violence. How many of you would want to be spoken to that way? The reason that I believe the sponsor of this legislation, of this resolution, spoke that way is because he's comfortable doing it. Because there's a decorum that allows it. There's a decorum that allows you to belittle people. We didn't belittle nobody. What we said was that we cannot be beholden to gun lobbyists, to the NRA, we can't be beholden to organizations that don't want to see us make progress on gun violence. We can't be beholden to folks who don't want to see us help save our communities and protect them. 
but there's something there's something else I think that the sponsor of this resolution has has alluded to and there were a few things here that you said that, that I want to address he called a peaceful protest a temper tantrum is what's happening outside these doors by Tennesseans who want to see change a temper tantrum is Sarah whose son Noah was at the covenant school. He survived. He's five years old. And she showed up here demanding that we do something about gun violence. Is that a temper tantrum? Is elevating our voices for justice or change a temper tantrum? But there's something in the decorum of this body that makes it okay to say that folks who are exercising the First Amendment rights to speak up for the hundreds of thousands of people collectively that we represent. There's something in the decorum of this body that says it's okay to call that a temper tantrum, to call people we disagree with on the issues, to say that all they want is attention. But I'll tell you what, I don't personally want attention. What I want is attention on the issue of gun violence. But instead, we're here with the resolution you put up talking about expelling me for advocating for ending gun violence in the state of Tennessee. I'd much rather be talking with you about legislation to protect Shelby County and to protect our communities than talking about why we don't deserve to have our representation lost because we came to the, the house saying we've got to do something. That's what I would like to be doing. And so you brought attention or tried to bring attention to me, but I want to turn the attention to the people. The people who will never be able to throw a temper tantrum for gun violence. You know, the Larry Thorns, the Catherine Kuntzes, the, the Mike Hills, the Cynthia Peaks, the Evelyn Decals, the Haley Scruggs, the William Kinneys, who will never have a chance to throw what you call a temper tantrum for justice, for gun reform, for the ending of gun violence. They'll never have a chance. Because we haven't taken our oath seriously. Because we don't take people who we disagree with seriously. We tell them, you just are throwing a temper tantrum. Ultimately, Tennessee Republicans voted to expel Democratic Representative Justin Pearson from the House as well. At one point during his final remarks, the official TV feed for the Tennessee House continued to wrongly identify him as his colleague, Justin Jones, as he was giving his final statement. Pearson ended by saying the struggle had just begun. Oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Resurrection is a promise, and it is a prophecy. It's a prophecy that came out of the cotton fields. It's a prophecy that came out of the lynching tree. It's a prophecy that still lives in each and every one of us in order to make the state of Tennessee the place that it ought to be. And so I've still got hope because I know we are still here and we will never quit. <laughs> During 
during the votes, thousands of supporters rallied in the halls of the state capitol and outside when a reporter asked Democratic Representative Gloria Johnson why she thought there was a difference between her outcome. Uh, she was not expelled, but her colleagues were. This was her response. I will answer your question. It might have to do with the color of our skin. Representative Gloria Johnson was a teacher at Central High School in Knoxville that faced a school shooting more than a decade ago. At the end of the night, the lawmakers, now known as the Tennessee Three, stood together again, and Johnson vowed to work to get her expelled colleagues back in the House. And I just cannot say enough about how proud I am always and forever to stand with these two brilliant young man, men who connect with their community, who really listen and understand the voters in their districts and across this state, who can tell everybody in the most powerful way they speak. They spoke to our members. They won't admit it, I don't think, but they spoke to those hearts. I could see it on faces. Yeah. But still, what's the difference where I made it through mm -hmm. and these two young men did not make it through? I think you're right. We know. We know why. But here's the difference. I think we might have these two young ma men back very soon. That's Representative Gloria Johnson standing next to the Justins, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones, who were had just been expelled by the Tennessee state legislature. Well, we're joined right now by Justin Jones, expelled Democratic Tennessee state representative of Nashville. Welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us again after this marathon day. Your feelings yesterday, as you stood with such passion, yet composure, dressing down your colleagues who are questioning you, then expelling you. Justin Jones. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me again, Amy. It's good to be here. So your feelings right now, how is it possible? I mean, it's not like you were hired to work at a store and then you were fired. You were elected by the people um, of Nashville. So how is it that a Republican supermajority can fire you, can expel you? Gotcha. Sorry, I couldn't hear your other question, but um, I mean, I'm feeling, you know, when it happened, it didn't feel real. I didn't, you know, if, if I didn't know what happened to me, I would think it was 1963 and not 2023 that a predominantly almost entirely white uh, Republican caucus expelled the two youngest black lawmakers, um, not for any unethical or criminal behavior, but for our First Amendment activity and for standing and doing our job. Um, to speak up for our constituents and to speak up particularly for young people who are terrified of these weapons of war on our streets. And so I'm feeling um, I'm tired. 
Um, but, but more so, I'm tired of the injustice that rules the state capital. But I think that what, they, what they've done, though, is the complete opposite. They they've, may have won yesterday, but they have not won uh, the moral narrative as we go forward, that they thought by expelling us, they would silence us, they would silence our movements that we're part of. But in fact, they've They've, they've, they've amplified it because the nation can see how racist they are. The nation can see how uh, retaliatory and, 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 and absurd and, and authoritarian they are. And so I think that is what gives me hope, is that um, they tried to kick, kick us out, but instead they put a spotlight on themselves for their shameful policies that make it easier to get a gun than it is to get health care in this state. Um, you know, we spoke to you a few days ago. Um, I was going to say Representative Jones, but you are Representative Jones. The question is, will you be just immediately reinstated um, next week? I, they're talking about your behavior as you spoke out from the well of the House of Representatives in uh, Tennessee. But I wanted to ask you about Republican State Representative Justin Lafferty. We showed this a few days ago as well of Knoxville, who pushed you and grabbed your phone um, as you filmed the interaction. He attacked you. Can you talk about was he disciplined for violent behavior? Um, not at all. I mean, Representative Lafferty, the same representative who tried to justify the three-fifths compromise in the Constitution a couple of years ago, I mean, he can act, you know, out of decorum, out of rules, act violently, and, and he's welcome within his party. I mean, that's what we brought up yesterday, is that we've had so many instances of, of behavior. You had the Republican caucus chairman get upset at his son's basketball game and pull down the pants of the referee. Um, that, you know, does not merit any type of sanction. Um, you had a member who admitted to being a, a child molester, Representative David Byrd, he sat there without being expelled. You have David Hawk, you know, who was, you know, guilty of domestic violence. I mean, these things happened and there was no accountability. But for us, for exercising our First Amendment activity, for saying that, you know, we took our oath seriously to protest against and dissent from any legislation that is injurious to the people, Article 2, Section 27 of the state constitution, we took that seriously. They, they expelled us, the most serious um, measure taken against us. And, and it's wrong, it's shameful. And what it really was about was about trying to silence the voices of the 78,000 people each of us represent so, um, in the most diverse districts in the state. Can you tell us, and this is an absolutely key point, you represent the largest and most diverse cities um, in Tennessee. Um, the local governing bodies, for example, of Metro Nashville, could reappoint you immediately? That's what we're hearing. The question will be, will the Republican supermajority seat us? And so, I mean, we would have to still run in a special election. And will the, will the speaker seat us back in, in the body? Or will, they, will this be a legal battle? Um, just like Julian Bond, you know, they refused to seat him um, in, in Georgia when he was a young man who ran for the legislature um, during the civil rights movement. And so we don't know what to expect. I mean, I don't think the nation, what, what happened yesterday was unprecedented, and it should alarm us all that if it can happen in Tennessee, it can happen anywhere. And so I hope that people are paying attention. I hope that people realize that um, this is authoritarianism, that this is ousting of opposition voices from a legislative body um, is authoritarianism. This is not democracy. I know I'm on democracy now, but this is definitely not what democracy looks like. 
Um, and we are on a very scary path toward um, fascism, toward authoritarianism, toward autocracy in Tennessee, the birthplace of the Ku Klux Klan. And let's remember the significance of this week. I mean, this is the week of April 4th, April 4th, 1968, Memphis, Tennessee. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was gunned down, and we're also here talking about gun violence that began this yes. protest you were involved with, Justin Jones. But so there was the Tennessee Three, you, Justin Pearson, um, and Gloria Johnson. You both are 27. She's 60 years old. You are both black. She is white. She made no bones about this. She said the reason she is was not expelled, and you two were, was the color of your skin. Um, um, at the end, I was watching and walking through the streets of New York, watching on my phone what was happening. And when Justin Pearson gave his final comments, the Tennessee feed from the House of Representatives called him Justin Pearson, like they couldn't tell the difference between the two of you. Yeah, they called him, um, they confused his name, Justin Jones. Oh, sorry, I mean, called, him Justin, called him Justin Jones, your name. Yeah. I mean, that is it, is that they just they saw two young black men who, you know, speak up on the House floor, um, you know, speak up in committees and challenge this, this dominant narrative of white supremacy, of plantation capitalism, of, of patriarchy. And that terrified them that we, you know, were the two youngest lawmakers. I'm 27. Pearson's 28. And that, you know, we represent the future of this state. And that is what they're trying to stop, is that they want to hold on to this old South when we're trying to, to bring a renewed South that uplifts human rights and democracy, multiracial democracy and, and social justice. And so um, these, these, what we saw yesterday was a public lynching, let's be real. And it was meant to set an example, but we did not bow down. And that's what I think has them, you know, really upset is that we didn't, you know, we didn't break, we didn't bow down. They wanted us to, you know, to feel broken. But we left with our fist up in the air because we knew that um, that this was not the end, that um, they may expel us, but they can't expel our movements. And that's what terrifies them. Well, Justin Jones, I want to thank you for being with us. Of course, we'll continue to follow this. A major protest is planned for Monday, I know. Um, will you be out there? I definitely will. I'll be outside of that chamber with these young people showing up every week until we take action to take these weapons of war off our street and until we honor the victims of Covenant Elementary School by Justin, acting. Justin Jones, expelled Democratic Tennessee state representative representing Nashville, um, author of The People's Plaza, 62 Days of Nonviolent Resistance with a forward by Bishop William Barber. Thanks so much for being with us. All right, ladies and gents, as you heard on this report, it's simply crazy, man. Just make a couple notes over here. First of all, the Speaker of the House, Cameron Sexton, you know, he's a, he's a repulsive human being. You know, you have people there that pro legally protest, peacefully protesting. They had the audacity to call the mothers, the grandmothers, and the children insurrectionists. You know what I mean? They're a disgraceful human being. And another thing to draw across my attention is about one of this Republican Ryan Williams crashing hell, uh, no action, no peace. What does that mean? For somebody that a country that's recognized and has multiple times 
devastating black community when you try to do the right thing and grow our community. You know what I'm saying? And another thing too, they'll come attention there that Justin Jones was when he's speaking about that was a, that's a representative right there. His name is David Byrne. That was proofly shown that he was a child molester. And the Speaker of the House and nobody, Cameron, Speaker of the House, Cameron Saxon, and no other Republican want to have a vote to expel this child molester, ladies and gentlemen. He's a child molester, prove a child molester, and he's still in the House or State House of Representatives. This is completely ridiculous, and I agree 100%. And our say is this they just start a fire. That now they cannot control. Alright? The Republicans of the state House Representative tried to silence their voices as two young men. And I'm glad that Gloria Johnson stood up and said, right, and hey, nothing to you. Was watching the video when Miss Johnson was speaking. There was a bunch of white people behind her supporting the cause. And that's the thing that we need more. Because they see what it is. Nothing but racism. You know, and they, they, all these people get a lot of money from our, uh, the NRA. They are focused, they don't care about it. They want to be in power to make more money and to live a lavish life. And they want to do whatever they want to do, regardless of the opinion of the voters. If you are elected official, you are there to represent your community, the voice of the people. Now, could it be some representatives that are there that has a district full of racist people? You know what I mean? And I'm not mad at him because right now, in that particular case, he's representing his community. If the community is full of racist and they put over there, he's representing his community. Okay? But the same token, the majority of people are seeing what it is and how wrong these Republicans are. So, I'm glad Kudos to, once again, Justin J. Person, Pearson, and Justin Jones. Great, great, well-spoken, very intelligent young man. And like I say, they start some shenanigans. No, I say, okay, don't start none, it won't be none. Since they started, you know, it's going to be a revolution. And I'm supporting, my podcast is in support of these two young men. Anything else that comes after this case, I will definitely make another podcast related to this, this situation, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to keep you guys updated on what's going on in Tennessee. And please feel free also to share the link of today's podcast to other people that do not know or do not watch on the news about this case, ladies and gents. And on that note, ladies and gents, I would like to thank all of you people that listen to this awesome and international podcast. Please keep sharing with all your friends and families. Good morning, great last podcast has come all the way from the bottom and move straight to the top, aiming to be the number one spot. So please feel free to visit my YouTube channel, leave your comments, subscribe, and click on every like button for every video they watch. Listen, all these two clicks go to help my YouTube channel to grow even faster. So once again, this is my Casanova. Please be safe, be kind, and be blessed. And I'll see you next week.
holla. Push out on the 